Hey ladies, Mary Jean Pigeon here. We were investigating the, the journey that I've taken with the Lord about discovering who I am in Christ. Um, how does God want to reveal himself through me as a female? I don't know if you've ever wondered those things, but I did and I asked him one day and he started showing me the different, different aspects of himself. He first showed me that the power of influence and the power of authority were two basic powers in the universe and they're that part of the image of God. And uh, that's how the ministry of Restoration Women's Virtues even got started was this message that, that I felt like God unfolded in my life. Of course, we raised three boys, so that makes four men in the house. And like I used to say, even the dogs are male in our house. So I was in a male environment trying to discover my female uh, powers, if you will. <laughs> and uh, what, what part of me was like God, and that's where this all came from. The restoration of women's virtues, to restore means to bring back to a former original state, to return or bring back into use or existence. And virtue is a force, an army, wealth. It's a strong word, it's great forces. And in the Old Testament, it's translated as an army. Some of the words for army is this word for virtue. And it's not just an army, it's not a stationary army, it's an army on the move. So it's a strong army. So restoring women to their original power and purpose. I don't think we've ever actually walked that out in the earth. But you know, um, I'm thinking that the, the Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians chapter three, that uh, he, it was given to him to reveal the uh, incalculable riches of Christ, things that have not been tracked out. So I think some of the things that we'll learn together have not really been tracked out, but we can learn them. We can put them to work in our homes, our households, on the job as a woman. Uh, you know, we don't wanna end our life and see that our ladder was against the wrong wall. We wanna make sure that we, if we are successful, that we're successful according to what the Bible says, what God says. So that's what we're gonna be looking at. I've shown you that we have this book and join me on Facebook sometimes. And we have this book, Woman Imagined, Woman, Her Purpose, Positioned in Power. Um, we have a purpose, we have a position, and then power flows. I always like to say, if you find your purpose, which means the intention, the original intent of who you are, find your purpose, get in position, and the power of God will flow into your households. It can save your children from being lost. It can save your marriages. It can just save a lot of things when we do things God's way, amen. So restoration of women's virtues, restoring us to our original power and purpose. And we're just gonna kind of look through the, uh, the book. Um, first of all, though, I wanna remind us that um, on my journey of discovery, reading from the book here, when God revealed to me that the woman's power was not only released through her feminine influence, but also through her posture of submission. There's that word. I know we'll, we'll investigate that later, but it's a power word. It's not a, it's not a bad word. It's a good word. Both of these submission and influence are effectual and intangible. So we carry that underlying power. We carry that underlying influence. We may not be obvious that we're in control or running things. Uh, and of course it can be uh, misused um, and, and um, 
deceitful, and we're not talking about that, just when you walk in righteousness, you could walk in the room as a female and carry an influence just because that's who you are in Christ. That's your image of God. You're carrying that anointing of influence. And so um, I want you to embrace your femaleness. I want you to embrace God's word about it. Uh, in the chapters to come and looking through the book, we're going to look at our potency of our sexual power to the power released through our submission, as well as the giant of reproach and shame that comes against us. Now that That's one of the battles that everybody, I think, faces, but women particularly. The devil really hates us bad. And we'll look at things like that. But in the book, God had a kingdom plan in mind. And one of the scriptures that got hold of me in the early days was in Galatians chapter four. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. And I thought, wow, in the fullness of time, it, God does things in principles and patterns. So I knew in the fullness of time, he's going to do that again. So the women played a great part when Christ came to the earth in the first place. If we're anticipating the return of Jesus Christ, then he's going he's gonna to be moving on us as women, moving in the children, and we will, that influence will be moving on to the men. And um, the men are there to protect and provide. And so um, the fullness of time was come. God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law, literally can say he born himself of a woman. So I think Jesus is going to be looking for women who are willing to come into the order of his kingdom principles, and he's going to do great things through us. So I encourage you in that. Another scripture that, that he uh, made me aware of was in Hebrews chapter 10. I think it's in verse 7. And, he, and when, when uh, I was kind of resisting the attitude of submission, uh, resisting the attitude of being second best or the second position, and I, I was a little disturbed by that, so I was wrestling that out in myself. And he took me to uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, where it says, Jesus said, I came in the volume of the book that it was written of me. And I thought, you know, if God himself can have a position, have a, a role to play, I came in the volume of the book, the role of the book that was written for me to do thy will, O God. I thought if Jesus himself can walk in this position, who am I to think that I'm too good to walk in that position? It's a powerful position. And what I want us to see as we travel through this journey is that, that God is, um, we're made in his image, male and female in the image of God. And so he's, I like to say it's like two, two sides of the same face. You have the male and the female. They're both in Christ. They're both God. So which one's more powerful? Well, one of the exact picture words, that it, word pictures that he gave me years back was like an umbrella. You know, an umbrella has the cloth and then it has the ribs. Where was the woman taken from? The rib. And he, he has the cloth and the, what would the umbrella be with no rib and just cloth? I wouldn't want to take that out in the rain, would you? And what would the, the umbrella be if it had rib and no cloth? I wouldn't want to get caught in the rainstorm with that either. So 
also he used a motorboat for me. You know, the motor on the back of the boat and the steering wheel. The male is the guide. He's the director. He's the headship. He makes the decisions. He's supposed to cast vision. And the female aspect of the Godhead is the helpership the, that comes up under and, and is like the motor on the back of the boat. If you're out in the, in the ocean and your boat has no motor but a steering wheel, you're, that's great, but you're not going anywhere. But if it has a motor, a motor and no steering wheel, that's great, but you're going to probably run over a lot of stuff once you get toward the shore. So you're going to get in trouble either way. This male and female, this headship, helpership, this uh, authority and influence, these two things have to come together and be one. And that's what God intended a marriage to be, is to co come into covenant. I'm not saying women are to submit to all men, but if you choose to marry and you've chosen to submit yourself to this male, then that's the one you submit to. But ladies, let me just tell you, even if you're not married, even if you're, um, uh, you haven't made a covenant with anybody, to respect the male in his manhood, in his male image of God is very important. I mean, I was thinking earlier today about if you're a single woman and you have a, a great job at a cor corporation and you may be in charge of lots of men. But if you treat, if you respect their manhood, they, that'll be fine. But if you have to prove yourself and I'm better than you, anything you can do, I can do better, that's going to create problems. So it works. If you'll, be, if you'll be respectful of your primary anointing as the female and his primary anointing of, as the male, that is who um, they're made in the image of God as we are. And when I was, when I was growing up, um, I didn't have a real strong respect for the male. I had seen them not do what was right. And I remember God having to work me through that. I had to, I had to allow the Holy Spirit to heal me. And whether you're a female with a bad attitude about the male, or you're a male with a bad attitude about the female, you're discounting a half of who God is. And so it's important that we get these issues settled. The Holy Spirit will help us heal of our attitude about the opposite sex in our lives. And so uh, we want to make sure that, that we get in order there. Uh, if Jesus Christ is coming back for his church, his bride, free of spot or wrinkle, there's a, a precious order to the kingdom. There's an order of principles. And um, we want to discover these truths. And that's what we're going to be doing here at Restoration Women's Virtues. It's, it will be a Bible study. And... Um, I invite you to join me next week because I have some real exciting things to show you in the scriptures. So come back and see me.